you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Wait, that's me. Hey, folks, Chris Foss here from the ChrisFossShow.com, the ChrisFossShow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. Moving slow with the uh, with the audience here. I guess took them a while to kick into gear too, as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So everyone have a seat already. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, we have another amazing author on the show, and I'm not going to tell you who she is yet because, uh, well, I already gave away half of it. Really, it's either he or she, right? Uh, so, uh, she's going to be on the show in a second, but until then you've got to put up with me and, uh, I got to tell you what a great show we have. Uh, I'm guilting people this week. It's the latest thing, uh, you know, guilting and shaming at the beginning of the show or what some people in commercial and, uh, and, uh, TV call the plugs, <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's 1400 episodes of the Chris Foss show. Did you know that in August, we turned 14 years old. Wow. I'm feeling ancient. You know how many podcasts are 14 years old? Most podcasts are maybe 14 months old. No, not, they don't even make it that far, actually, if you know the stats. But uh, 14 years old. We're putting out... Uh, Simon Schuster's auto-booking this bloody show. Uh, Penguin Random House uh, threatens to do it, but they haven't done it yet. And uh, I'm not sure we want them to have to do it. They, they send us great pe- authors. But, you know, we're doing two to three shows a day now, people. Okay, two to three shows a day. This is the love, the burden, the bloodletting that I give unto you, my audience, because we love you so much. And I know that you guys write me these reviews and you guys write me these uh, comments and you go, hey, Chris, we learned so much. There's so much of a spectrum of knowledge that we you shovel upon us day and and our brains are just so smart. We go forth in the world and we can achieve almost anything. All right. Lawyer said, I said that I had to say I'm almost, uh, and, uh, we can achieve almost anything. And we have this glowing embodiment that, that comes off us, this aura, if you will, of glowiness. And, uh, that's going to be the new byline of the Chris Foss show, the Chris Foss show, more glowiness. <laughs> you know what that means? You know, we make this stuff up every time and you can tell because, uh, half the time it's funny and half the time it's not, but that's the beauty of it. Isn't it though? The improv of the ramble. Anyway, guys, we love you as an audience. Uh, and we love the fact that you guys re- recognize that it makes you smarter and all that good stuff. So keep referring the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Goodreads.com for test Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com for test Chris Foss, YouTube.com for test Chris Foss. And we're trying to be cool on TikTok. It won't work. We're going to try anyway, and we're putting up cuts of all the different great authors and brilliant minds we have on the show. Uh, Today, our amazing guest on the show, an amazing author, she writes children's books because those are the best kind, because we we need to plow and harvest and seed the beautiful young minds of the youth, because if you've seen the youth of Gen Z, <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding. We love Gen Z, but we need to harvest those new minds. I don't even know what that new generation is going to be called. They're going to have to go back around to maybe Gen A because they've already used Gen Z. Like what's after that? I don't know. I flunked, uh, I flunked uh, kindergarten. So I don't know what comes in that after the alphabet. She is the author of the amazing new book. I love mom. 
a beautiful gift for mothers to treasure. Uh, Rochelle Tarfman Perez is on the show with us today. She has written uh, this new book, came out April 18th, 2023, and she's uh, also authored quite a few other books we'll get into here in the fun uh, called uh, Food is Fun. Clearly, that was one of my favorite books growing up and fast food. Um, but she probably has better, healthier food in the book. We'll find out. Uh, it's part of the Agia Toddler Preschool series. So if you have kids, she has four. So she's going to share with you her amazing insight in keeping kids entertained. And, of course, what she put into that in her book, Writing. Uh, you can order up her fine books wherever fine books are sold. State of this alleyway bookstores. Uh, she is uh, someone who enjoys psychology and it's been uh, a passion. And she holds a license as a marriage and family therapist. Maybe she can tell me about uh, why my psychiatrist keeps advising frontal lobotomy. Uh, this has been provided, uh, this has uh, given her the opportunity to use her professional experience working with families to create stories and characters. For the young children. When she was growing up, she enjoyed all kinds of activities, but he, she especially loved to read, which is probably why she's so smart, because reading makes her smarter. That's why you folks listen to the show, right? So you can see books you want to read. Uh, she's got four children. Count them. One, two, three, four. I'm sure she does daily just to make sure they're still there. The types of books she's enjoyed over the years have varied from teen thrillers to romance, Star Wars to Harry Potter. Is that legal to go from Star Wars to Harry Potter? As yeah. well as the board and picture books that uh, she reads to her little ones. Welcome to the show, Rochelle. How are you? I'm great, Chris. How are you? There you nice go. To be here. There you go. Welcome to the show. Now, is it legal to read Star Wars and Harry Potter, or is it, or is it, or is it? I think it's against the law to be a Star Wars and Star Trek fan. Is that how it works? Um, you know, I was never a Star Trek fan, but I don't uh, read the yeah. Harry Potter and Star Wars together. Okay, yeah. they have to be. They have to be separated. You ever seen the stand-up sure. bit where the guy compares how uh, maybe the the gal who wrote Harry Potter ripped off Star Wars on the and the characters in him? No, I didn't. Off the Senate. <laughs> Is that really a thing? Off the Senate to a thing because okay. the, there's an orphan in both stories with with really bad uncles and aunts. Yeah. And then, you know, they go through the whole down the whole line and and uh really kind of a parallel. But that's okay. I mean he ripped it off of the hidden fortress uh from from uh from the from the Japanese producer. Uh, uh, uh you know, I think pretty much everybody rips somebody else off. <laughs> pretty know, much, but, yeah. You know. But at least he admits to it. He's like, hey, I just <laughs> I stole it off the hidden fortress, uh, which is a great movie and a great uh, producer. So give us your dot com so people can find you on the interwebs then. Uh well, my dot com is just my name, which I have right here. Mm -hmm. Can you give that to us so we can hit the we because most people consume this on audio. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's my name, which is Rochelle Tarfman Perez.com. So R A C H A E L T A R F M A N P E R E Z.com. No spaces and no underscores and no dashes. There you go. And people will be able to find it on uh, Amazon. And of course, there'll be a link on the Chris Voss show. Yeah, to my earlier reference, just to clarify that, uh, The Hidden Fortress, uh, <laughs> it was a great movie by the famed uh akira kurosawa, kurosawa uh okay. uh movie director and if you want go back and watch that film and you will see star wars based in i don't know 
the 1800s of uh, Japanese culture and stuff. Nice. It's okay. extraordinary to watch. Like you'll see R2-D2, you'll see three, C-3PO. It wow. will blow your mind. And when George Lucas was growing up or somewhere in that phase, he watched it and, and, uh, and went, I have an idea for that. And the wheels started turning. <laughs> and the wheels started turning. And he, he literally, when you watch, when you watch Star Wars and you watch the Hidden Fortress, you will literally see the whole movie play out. It's just basically in two different time zones. Oh, wow. That's wild. Yeah. I think they even copied the hair buns. I don't know. <laughs> but no, it's really interesting. And even there's even a, uh, one of the remasters of Star Wars or something, or I think it's the remasters of the Hidden Fortress. George Lucas comes on and he goes, yeah. I pretty much stole the whole thing. But all the great masters of wow. our Steven Spielberg, uh, Martin Scorsese, all uh -huh. of them watching Akira Kurosawa movies that were post-war. And that was what influenced our great Hollywood. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about what you do and how you do it. Um, what what uh, What is your life journey? What got you into wanting to write books? My life journey has taken many turns. Um, you know, like you mentioned, I went to school, I got my bachelor's degree in psychology, I got a master's degree in counseling psychology, and then went through the process of attaining my 3000 hours to become a marriage family therapist, which I did for a while part time, kind of mm -hmm. difficult to do with kids. Um, but, you know, but I mean, you're, you're learning, you, you learn so much there. So, you know, yeah. you can relate to what people are coming to you. Exactly. With, right? yeah. So, you know, I, I've got some experience with, you know, family relationships and personal relationships. And I've also been married 20 years. So there you go. Congratulations. as of yesterday, uh -huh. you, you say that like, uh, it could be ending soon. No, <laughs> you like as of yesterday. Well, we're celebrating well, yesterday the anniversary, our, right? Yes. We celebrated our anniversary yesterday. There you go. There yes. you go. And we'll yeah. continue through the weekend. It just kind of um, seemed like you were like, you were like, uh, as of yesterday. Yeah. So as I'm of yesterday, sure it's anything, totally uh, over. Totally it's, over. Yeah. It's like yeah, taking it day by day. <laughs> You're like one of those people like, how long have you been married? Uh, 20 years, five days, three hours, 10 seconds and counting. And uh, like, 36 nanoseconds. Yeah. yeah you exactly. got the prison scars on the wall. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. You you saw my, did you see my mugshot? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, we, did we pull that up in research anyway no that's so that's classified information chris sorry there you go there you go mm -hmm. it's uh, been hidden anyway uh hidden by so, judge which is pretty much everything in my past <laughs> <laughs> nice nice um we'll you have to talk more later there. yeah there you go we'll have to um, talk more later you so and I. 20 years and four kids i mean that's quite 20 a years few. four kids so yeah. no one does I, that hardly anymore do they i mean that's really tough yeah I mean, I mean, some people can, some people can't. I don't know. I just kind of did it and didn't think too much about it and just bumped and bruised and struggled through it. But, you know, it's fun. You know, yeah. I've got I've got a 19-year-old son, a 16-year-old son, a 13-year-old daughter, and a 5-year-old daughter. I think it's great you let them live that long, especially <laughs> teenage time. I think that's awesome. I think that's, I think that's a great thing. My mom spent most of my childhood. She was a great mom, but you know, every now and then we piss her off and sometimes we were just bored kids and we were, we were awful kids really. And, uh, you know, sometimes she'd be, uh, looking at us and she'd say, you know, I brought you into this world. I'll take you out of it. Right. And, uh, you know, sometimes we test that theory and, right. And, you uh, know, Chris, there's no refunds. <laughs> it's, it's there's not there's right? no refunds. There's no exchanges. You know, you get what you get. And like they say, you get what you get. You don't throw a fit. There you go. Well, I sent all mine off. Parenting as well. <laughs> I sent all my on off to military school. I might call me when you're 18. Right. Uh, so boarding school. So what made you want to become a writer and get into writing books? Um, you know, honestly, I have no idea. I um, 
I was potty training my youngest child mm -hmm. and we kind of kept coming across the issue of dropping toys into the toilet. Either it was accidentally or it was on purpose as a little ha ha ha, oh, mom, yeah. look what I can do. Yeah. And I just said, you know, this is kind of irritating. But at the same time, I was like, wait a minute, I couldn't possibly be the only parent struggling with this issue, right? There's got to be other parents out there because every toddler, I mean, every potty training book you see out there is be a potty superhero, be a potty, you know, dino super dinosaur. You know, it's not, it's not a scary thing. You can handle it. You can manage it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to fall in and get flushed down. You know, it's the whole confidence building thing. Right. Yeah. So I thought, wow, this has got to be a different take on it that hopefully people will appreciate and enjoy. And so three piece for potty, let me mm -hmm. see if I can get it without a glare came into be where I created this cartoon character, Gia, with the mm -hmm. purple hair. Mm -hmm. And she's just having this discussion with her mom. Mom's trying to tell her what does and doesn't go into the potty. And I came up with the three P's idea to make it a little mysterious. Oh. Like, well, what is the three P's? What are the three P's anyway, you know? Mm. So as she's going through the story, she's talking about, well, what can go into the potty? Can, you know, food go into the potty? Can this go into the potty? And kind of getting mom a little frustrated. But then, you know, at the end, we have a little funny thing between the two of them. And she says, okay, you know. There you go. I understand now. And this is the way, I mean, this is the way kids learn. They need, they need some instruction. That's why they, yes. you know, I, I read a long time Activities. ago, mm -hmm. you know, what the reason they watch those Disney movies like over and over again <laughs> is because that's how they master stuff, right? They, that's right. how they, uh, you know, they, they have to say, they're like us. They need a little repetition. bit of repetition to, repetition to kind of go, oh, okay, I practice. get it now. Yeah. It's like the, it's like, uh, you know, the third time you watch Star Wars, you start to kind of get it. You're like, oh, I see what's going on here with this whole force thing. Yeah, And then exactly. you're like, what, what's with this prequel thing going on? Right. Um, I kind of felt ripped off by the prequel, post-call, or whatever it's called thing, uh, because I was like, wait, I, I feel like, like, how come I didn't get the good stuff, the, the first movie first? Like, what the hell is going on there? I know, I know. Star, I Wars, know. Star Wars has... has Everybody talks movies. about the trilogy, and I'm my my mind, the trilogy, trilogy is Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and yeah. that's the trilogy. The first know? is better. You know, first I was is like, better, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the it's original, like, the OG. Yeah, yeah. The first thing, of course, yeah, Han Solo, come on. Exactly. Um, there you go. In fact, he was just uh, looking all good, and people were uh, celebrating, man. He's like he's like still doing Indiana Jones movies. I think uh, I think he's got he's got a five more deal. It's going to be called um, Indiana Zombie in the... <laughs> anyway, just kidding. Um, so, Geriatric Indiana Jones. <laughs> I think he's there now. <laughs> but uh, thank God for CGI. So you wrote this book, I Love Mom. And yes. who doesn't? Because uh, mom's usually the only one who's going to love you in life, no matter just about whatever you do. Um, although, I don't know, my mom used to get, I mean, we, I think there's pictures of us running around with the little uh, potty training toilet on our heads. And that's oh. probably the one time she didn't. So what prompted you on to re write this book, I Love Mom? Okay, well, the I Love Mom was an idea that I had. I said, you know, moms are special. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of moms don't get the appreciation that they deserve. We don't get the appreciation we deserve all the time. You know, mm -hmm. if, especially if we're a stay-at-home mom, mm -hmm. which is what I've been for a long time. You know, we don't get a paycheck. We don't get bonuses. We don't get vacation, sick time. You know, whatever happens, we're there. Yeah. And so I just thought it would be really neat to have a book filled with quotes from kids. And if I could get kids from all over oh, wow. the world to talk about what they love about their moms, 
I just thought that would be something really special, something mm. tender, something that could be appreciated by anybody, mm. you know? And so, you know, the mom book has basically like, it's hard to get that. So there's an image, mm -hmm. so get that. there's an image, and then there's the quote. Ah, they so it's all sorts it. of kids who show appreciation for mom. So all of those were stock photos that I used to find like the stock photo that basically matched up with the quotes somehow. There was something in the quote that's, you know, mom's braid, you know, mom does my braids. I love mm -hmm. how she does my hair. And so then I would find an image of mom and a little a little girl, young girl, or close to the age of the child giving us the quote, having her hair done by mom, so that it really just brings it to life. Mm -hmm. There you and go. It just makes it more special. Yeah. Moms love that sort of stuff. I always get my mom like a really good card. And when it was, <laughs> she loves those pop-up cards. So they're a little yes. bit more expensive, but they're they pop up and, and, she, and she'll let it sit out for like a month or two. And of course I'm her favorite child. So I have to of course. make sure we always, uh, oldest, oldest equals best. That's well, of course the first child <laughs> is the most important <laughs> right. the ones who get the crap beaten out of us growing up. And the last one's always like, I murdered somebody. Mom's like, shut up. Just whatever, man. Just fine. I love you. And uh, <laughs> the first child is you're like, you're like, I got an A minus. And it's like the beatings, the beatings. No, I'm just kidding. I know. No, that's not good enough. It's hard being the first child, man. You are the yeah. pioneer of their, uh, new parenting. And yes. so you just, you just grow up scarred and beaten. And I think they get scarred and beaten. And, and then by the third or fourth or, you know, the fourth child's just doing whatever the hell he wants. He's got right. like piles of bodies in his room and, <laughs> and uh, steals everything and rips yeah. off. He's got like a couple cars parked out front. He stole it four years old and shit. And mom's just like, yeah, whatever, man. I, you know, he, he's the baby, you know, whatever. Yep. Anyway, you exactly. can tell I have some issues with that, can't you? You're a family Oh, therapist. yes. Let's talk, Chris. Let's talk. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> There's a lot of talking in hours of therapy. Um, so this is a great book. It's a, And it's a book that you can give to your mom that uh, people can use as gifts. We just passed Mother's Day, but there's always Christmas. Uh, you should give your mom gifts all the time because she puts Absolutely. up with you. Absolutely. You know? And moms are special too. I mean, the the one thing uh, you got to remember is they're not around for a long time as we are usually, and no, it's uh, true. You know, they're usually ahead of you on that whole life curve thing. And uh, <laughs> generally speaking, yes. Generally, well, I mean, they should be ahead of you on the life curve because if they're not, you might want to check your adoption papers. I right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How come my mom's younger than me? This is weird. I know. I think there's this joke about I don't know, Robert De Niro's uh, whatever. Uh, dating or something. Um, but uh, um, so this is important. Anything more you want to tell us about the I Love Mom book? Well, you know, it spans many, many countries. So mm -hmm. there's quotes from children from South Africa, from the mm -hmm. United Kingdom, from Croatia, wow. from here in the United States, from Thailand, uh, where else? Australia. Mm -hmm. There's quotes from a lot of different places and uh, Spain. Mm-hmm. To, to name just a few. Yeah. So you get an idea that, you know, moms pretty much everywhere are loved the same. Yeah. You know, we all love our moms the same. We all appreciate things about our moms the same. And it's just something very special. Yeah, There's some I, kids that use different terms. To, you know, it's, maybe it's not mom or mommy. Maybe it's mum or mummy or, you know, mama. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. There was a lot of different names. So it was really kind of neat to go yeah. through the experience. 
And that's kind of great. So it's like an international book where anybody can yes. do it and give it to their mom. And, and there's pictures in there if you can't. Yes. If there's, you know, lost in language. But uh, no, that's I mean, mothers uh, always need to be loved and appreciated. I know they have a hard time in the teenage years because everyone has a hard time in the teenage years. Yep. And then, you, you know, the kids kind of go off and leave the nest and they kind of forget about mom because they're trying to figure out the world. And then usually they eventually come back and they. They go, hey, mom, I, I, I've been out in the world, and I realize how, how, how hard it is to pull off what you pulled off there, and uh, thanks for putting me up with me, and uh, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, and if you don't do that, well, then shame on you. Go do it exactly. and order up the book. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the worst thing you do is not not appreciate your mom until she's gone, and then and then you're like, uh, then then you're really going to miss your mom. Then you uh, have regrets. Yeah. You don't want to regrets. You want to always appreciate your mom. I always want to appreciate your mom. You know, uh, your uh, your mom is one of the few people in the world who are going to unconditionally love you. Well, that's not true. Women and children and frogs and pets get unconditional love, but men don't. So if you're <laughs> a man, realize that you're the, you're you're loved by your condition, your your resources, and what you bring to the world. You have to make something yourself to be loved in this world. But uh, you know, your mom is the one person who's going to love you, no matter what. I mean, yeah, I've seen guys that they do, you know, really bad things in the world and their mom still loves them. And you're like, yeah, you still love that guy. Right. And, you know, I don't know. There's a connection. My, my mom. Yeah. My mom <laughs> still has all the letters of all the stuff she used to write to me and sing to me when she was uh, carrying me in the womb. Nice. Uh, you know, it took them about three years to have me. I mean, wow. there's a problem with uh, uh, some issues there with the uh, with my dad's uh, stuff Fertility. and being able to. Yeah. So they had to. There was a lot of practicing, um, <laughs> and uh, I think it was tight underwear or something. It was it had something to do with sperm, but uh, I'll just say it on the show. But it, they eventually figured it out, and obviously they had you're here. Yeah, I did. In fact, they almost lost me. They woke up one day, and and there was the 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 bed was red, and they thought they lost me. And so I was kind of a miracle baby. Uh, nine wow. months. We were talking before the show. Nine months, a little over nine months. I think it was like nine and a half, almost ten months. And, and I came pounds. out ten point nine pounds. Good and God. my mother never lets me forget it, and my dad hated me ever since. There's the joke. Um, so let's fall back to the uh, Gia series again. Okay. You've got three different books there. There's yes. three Ps for potty, which I probably need because I'm still putting stuff in the toilet. Oh, um, no. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> Every now and then I throw a phone in there just for fun. Uh, let People, I guess, do that nowadays, uh, drop their phones in there. Uh, food is fun. Yes. which is clearly a book that I engaged in most of my life. And then you got another book called uh, Are We Friends? Yes, which I is, do. Which is pretty much, I don't have a joke for that. Um, so tell us about the three different books. Let's kind of roll through them. We touched on a little bit about the three Ps for Potty. Right. We talked about three Ps for Potty. Um, the Food is Fun book was is a rhyming book. So yeah. it's just, it's a little short. It's it's short and sweet. And it just talks about the foods that Gia likes. So mm -hmm. there's pictures of, let me get a picture of that. So there's like pretzels and oranges and pizza, ice mm -hmm. cream, bananas. So it just kind of talks about different meals and snacks and things that she likes to eat. Not everything in the book is healthy. It was supposed to sort of go in that direction and then when i started rhyming words it just didn't work out very well so ah, it's hard to rhyme lettuce there's a lot of fruit in there though so don't worry there you go fruits <laughs> fruit's good for you if you eat like natural yes. food and you keep it thing because it's good sugar it's actually yeah. one of the cheats i use because i'm 
I'm veganese. There's no, there's no, there's no slice for the way I eat, I suppose. Um, okay. And I, 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 I tried to be, claim I was vegan once and I got yelled at by 150 different variations of veganism. Oh no. But you know, I intermittent fast. I have great salads every day. I buy my stuff from a local farm, but you know, I, I mix in some dairy and, and meat every now and then. So, you know, you gotta, I just call it veganese. Yeah. Um, but I try it's your and, own version. Yeah. Yeah. It's my own version. I'll do what I want people. Um, right. But, uh, you know, I try and eat healthy. Um, but, but uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize, I mean, if you really get, if you want, you get the cravings for some sugar, you know, don't go for that high fructose corn syrup crap. No. Uh, have some strawberries. Have yep. some raspberries or some apples yep. or, you know, something like that. So that's good. And strawberries are super high in vitamin C. So even mm -hmm. more so than oranges. Mm -hmm. So you've got a lot of choices in the fruit category. What was the you idea the for this what, what is it supposed to do? Uh, what sort of conversations is supposed to spark between mother, father, child, et cetera, et cetera? You know, there's a lot of picky eaters out there in the world. Ah. And so I think this is just a really good book to get children talking about food mm -hmm. and trying new things. There you go. My five-year-old loves these books, so I read them to her all the time. Mm -hmm. This is a great way to get them to eat their peas. <laughs> I actually didn't mention peas in there, but yeah, you know, just... It's just a conversation opener. You know, it's yeah. a little look, you know, Gia likes ice cream, but she also loves bananas and she also oh. loves pears and avocados, you know, you so go. it's just, just a way to talk about food and have it be a, a fun subject. Yeah. Cause I, I, I remember, uh, my buddies who had kids, uh, they, I mean, my one friend, he had twins and like one had one sort of food objection to certain foods and the other one yep. had different objections to certain foods yep. i'm like they're twins can't they get this together Is no that the whole point of them they oh, look the no. same they should be the same nope and uh i got that's a whole, not how twins work we got a whole stand-up bit for twins and moms evidently yes. um the uh so yeah i mean trying to get foods to eat but yeah helping them understand that you know like i used to look at my niece and nephew and we take them to mcdonald's they had like i don't want any pickles and then the other one would be like i don't want any uh, mustard and ketchup and then like take off the lettuce and the pickles and like by the time they get done you're like hey man you just have a patty and a bun yep like you've taken all the life out of this burger a burger <laughs> like what are you doing they're like i right. like it that way and finally you're like i don't know you must have dropped that kid when he was young or something happened or seriously check check and make sure the dna matches yours right <laughs> for some of my family i've looked at their dna and i'm like yeah that's pro i grew up with you yeah probably yeah. your kid uh not sure I what that means made sure that in my house you know food choices were not necessarily an option kids had to eat their salad they had to eat their vegetables that was not mm. an option vegetables right. are not optional in this house so ah. that's the way it's been clean your plate or else that's how my mom ruled you want you want something else nice you want a you know a treat mm. vegetables got to go down first yeah plus yep. my mom cooked everything this is back in the day when people actually used to sit down and eat at a table and stuff. I don't know if you do that at your house. We do that every day. That's really good. That's actually healthy yeah. for people. We just had a neuroscientist on uh, a couple days ago. We're going to have to reproduce the uh, 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 episode because his audio was bad. He had a bad mic. Oh, no. And um, we couldn't fix it in post. That's why the that's why we send a writer out saying, get a good mic before you come on the show. And yeah. uh, so, but it was a great show otherwise. And he talked about how neurologically we need to see each other and how the 
three-dimensional aspect of seeing each other and touching each other and being around each other is really important. And that's why breaking bread and eating together has always been a thing. So it's great you guys do that. Um, we can guilt Being and shame now. Yeah, we can yeah. guilt. And, and there, well, there's actually like a that too, and there's a neurological uh, thing that we get. There's a thing that we use by helping uh, read each other's body language and understand uh -huh. each other, it develops the brain. And one of the problems we're having is, isn't so much social media, but it's the two-dimensional aspect of these phones and these screens. Yeah. And so because of them, it damages us and it, it even, you know, we don't develop neurologically and it can lead to diseases like Alzheimer's and other things. So it was a great discussion, but yeah, right. sitting down I mean, and I, sitting down. I never down, really thought about it that way. It, it, and it's a neurological thing. Yeah. I think this is science and uh, it explains why we're having so much trouble. You know, I see these families now I go out to eat, I go out to eat and like everyone's looking at the screen, you know, yeah. two kids and two parents and yeah. no one's talking to each other. And I'm like, it's awful. What the hell's going it's on? Really awful like, you you could have stayed home for this. We were creating seriously a generation of zombies. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. Well, if you've been on TikTok, you've seen why or seen how that turned out. No, I'm just kidding. Gen Z. We love our Gen Z. You're our future. <laughs> I actually am on TikTok to promote my books. It's, Are you? Awesome. Yeah, I am. What's the, you want to plug out the handle? It's um, at Rochelle underscore children's author. There you go. Uh, let's move on to the third book. Let's get a plug in for that. Are we friends? Are we friends? Yes. Yeah, tell us about young this children don't necessarily have those kind of skills, you know, oh. sharing and and being nice and helping. All of those things have to be taught. Those are not always innate abilities for everybody, mm. you know. So oh. in this book, Gia meets two kids that she sees from next door, and they start a conversation and they have toys and they start talking about it, but. They're not quite sure how to navigate this whole situation. Mm. So we kind of go through different, different things throughout the book about sharing toys and sharing food and sharing uh, clothing. You know, it's, it goes through different, different aspects of what to do as a friend and how to be a good friend. There you go. And this is important because you don't want kids to grow up to be bullies. I'd no. be really ashamed if I was a parent who grew up, who kids grow up to be bullies. Right. Because I, I did not like bullies as I was growing up, clearly. No. Like they punched a couple. Uh, and, that's, <laughs> and that's how we ended the bullying. But I don't recommend violence for children uh, in any way. And we shouldn't have to I resort to that. No. Sometimes it's appropriate if they're bullies. But uh, I don't think you can even get away with what we used to get away with back in the day of school fights. No. I mean, yeah. No. Um, so, yeah, this, this is good. We, we train kids early to be kind to each other. Uh, exactly. What a concept. What a concept. Kindness, friendship. Being nice yeah, and there's sharing. a lot of books about kindness. You know, mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of books on Amazon about kindness. I just thought that this would be a good way to show younger children mm -hmm. how to be friends and there put you young children like cartoon characters engaging in those scenarios and how do they act and what do they do. And so, you know, the facial expressions on the cartoon characters can show, oh, okay, well, they're upset now. Well, how do they figure this out? You know, what's funny is I just had an epiphany. <laughs> we always talk on the show about how, uh, you know, books and learning and stories, whether it's, you know, TV, movies, books that we consume, um, the stories are our owner's manual to life. And that's how we learn. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I don't know about you, but I didn't get mine in the mail I've been, when I was a kid. Anyway, no, I didn't up. either. There's no owner's <laughs> manual. And this is how we learn. And yeah. it just it just made me realize that this is also how children learn. 
and, mm -hmm. and this is where it starts. We, we watch others and we learn from their behavior as to maybe how to act and, and good and stuff. Uh, so you talk about what does it mean to be a good friend? Why yep. do we need to share is yep. why is it important to be supportive and help others? Yes. And so it helps uh, them through their uh, feelings and thoughts about how to be a good friend. Right. Because a parent can read this book with their child. And then when Gia or one of the other characters gets upset, she can talk to you can talk to your child about it. Okay, well, Gia's upset now. Mm. How does she handle this? How does she get to a place where she's not upset anymore? Mm. You know, and talk about feelings, because feelings is something we don't like to talk about much in our society. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the, Especially with our boys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we have this stoicism problem with how we process uh, logic and reasoning. But yeah, uh, I mean, somebody, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, we do that from a tribal thing. It's kind of, we're a weird, we're a weird group of people, but I mean, that's how we right. got here. Um, but, but it also uh, starts at home. You know, it starts yeah. at home. It's very important to teach your children how to be kind to others. And, you know, I don't know, for some reason, I just always had that when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I just always had that. I was always attracted to people who were different. I mm. didn't have any issues being friends with people of other races or religions. And unfortunately, not all families live that same way by that yeah. mantra, you know? And, you know, we had Eddie Glaude Jr. on the show to, uh, years ago. Uh, I don't know if you know who he is. He wrote a book on uh, uh, Baldwin, James Baldwin. And, mm -hmm. you know, the, the thing about James Baldwin's quotes from the 50s, 60s, uh, and 40s is you could take just about whatever he said about race and different things, and you can, like, just pick them up and glue them onto today's problems in society. Wow. And I was talking to Eddie, and we were talking about, you know, different things that people could do. And I'm like, you know, you really have to get the source of the bad parenting that's going on that creates these monsters. Because a lot of these monster kids are taught racism at home. They're taught yes. issues at home. Um, they're taught hate at home. You know, it all begins in the home and it's the parents. That's exactly. So somehow we need to get at these kids earlier to try and teach them tolerance and, and uh, understanding of human beings yes. and empathy. Uh, because, you know, I mean, like I, I, we talked about this show with some other family counselors that we've had on, you know, I mean, most of the bullies that I encountered in school were raised by bullies. They had horrible home lives, uh, mean yes. parents that usually beat them and, and stuff. And, and then they brought it to school and passed it along. And, exactly. uh, so, you know, somehow we need to, I don't know, raise better people, raise better parents. And, and maybe this starts at the fountain of the source is, as our opinion. So exactly. Yeah. We don't want more school shootings. We don't want more violence in the world. We don't want exactly. these things to continue. <clears throat> so yeah. it's better to learn how to be friends. Yeah. Early on. Early yeah. on. Exactly. I've even got I've even got some uh, some of my friends that aren't good friends and I need to mail this book to to learn how to be better friends because yeah. a little bit of loyalty problems and trust going on. But uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> they're people. Uh, we I try, love it. I love it. We try and love them if we're not throwing them down the stairs. Uh, don't do that, people. That's a joke. Uh, anything more you want to tease out about the Gia series? And uh, it's pretty much targeted towards preschool toddler preschool toddler preschool yeah this ser this particular series is geared towards children like two to like six years old maybe you know mm -hmm. just because they're they're funny books there's, there's some humor and there's there's issues that are are real life issues for a lot of these kids so yeah. you know it, 
you know, kindergarten, first grade is when kids start to read and maybe they move towards the chapter books or the, you know, magic treehouse type of things. But these books still have life lessons. And that's what I think is important is are the life lessons because the fantasy go. books are great and they're entertaining, but those are only going to help them so much. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to really learn life lessons from Dr. Seuss. Maybe you are. I don't know. <laughs> They're green Maybe eggs if they're and a ham. Wuzzle, a were. <laughs> I mean, technically, you shouldn't eat green eggs and ham. So if you come across that, you shouldn't do it. Yeah, but, uh, you should walk the other way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Unless <laughs> <laughs> just food coloring, but that's another thing. But yeah, I mean, I I need some adults that probably know the three piece for potty. So there you go. Right. Um, anything more you want to plug out on all the books you've written in the series? Uh, anything new you're working on upcoming? Uh. uh we're still working on marketing for my I Love Mom books, so there I would go. love to put together an I Love Dad because dads oh. also need appreciation as well. There you go. There you go. We and I'm hoping for another Gia book in the series, so yeah. look for that in the in the future. I'd love to see that. We need dads are really important. Fathers yes. are really important. Yes. Uh, you know, a lot, lot of work. A lot of the media now really kicks dads around. Like we're mm, the father's always the kind of the dummy and. The scapegoat. And, uh, he's always the dumb one. He's always the idiot. He was always lazy. Yeah, you know? that's horrible. They yeah, should grew up dads like that in sitcoms. It's yeah. really bad. And I think it bleeds into our thing. You know, I grew up watching, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, the Leave it to Beaver show. And, oh, you know, wow. that was a whole different era of, of fathers and mothers. But, you know, I mean, there was there was the dad. The dad was a smart one. And then I remember watching, uh, uh, what was it? The uh, What was that show in the 90s? Uh, with uh oh I, I don't remember but the dad was married with children yeah it was married with children dad I, that, remember that, that one like, yeah that, you're like Ed how Bundy? do we go from <laughs> how do we go from leave it to beaver to uh this yeah and then, exactly. you know the cosby show tried to resurrect that but that thing whole went in the toilet uh you know well, that whole bit uh, unfortunately we don't we don't want to talk about him we don't want to get into that but i mean <laughs> yeah. at least it tried to present fathers uh at least on tv is yes as, uh, in a better light you know in a better light but i think we need more of that um because uh i mean some of the Agreed. stuff i see nowadays but yeah i'd love to see that uh anything more you want to tease out of the books before we go no i just hope that everyone that's listening will be willing to check out these books they're like i said the gia toddler series is great for the young kids helps them out Give, give you something to laugh and learn together. And then the I Love Mom book is just something to cherish, you know, something to look at for a long time. Make you, you smile, make you cry, you know, make you laugh. You just go. something something beautiful to hold on to. Pick one up for your mom today. Can you give it to your grandma too? I mean, does that technically work? Absolutely. She's I mean, grandmas mom. are moms too, and it can bring sure. grandma back to, you know, times yeah. that are... You know, in the past yeah plus it wasn't for your grandma your mom wouldn't be here you wouldn't be here so you know exactly. you gotta pay homage to the limit lineage if there. everything works out there might be an i love grandma and i love grandpa book too so that would we'll be a good happens. one too because i really love my one grandma oh the other one not so much but she had a, <laughs> but you know we'll let her slide uh <laughs> i wouldn't send her the book but uh you know i mean hey she needs some counseling uh and maybe quit drinking that too but oh, wow. uh you know people are people they do the best they can with what they have uh anyway exactly. thank you very much for coming on the show michelle we certainly appreciate oh, it thank you there you go and this has been fun too and uh hopefully people have fun and enjoy the books and maybe we can get a whole new preschool audience going absolutely show we've got absolutely. to get the future I'm going to start guilting that, shaming that, the beginning of the show when we do the plugs. I'll be like, get your preschoolers and your toddlers to listen to the Chris Voss show. We're going to yeah, read a whole you might just have to tone it down a little bit, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> little censorship goes on. Yeah, we might have to scar some kids. We don't want to do that. What happened yeah, to you? How come you ended up in an axe murder? I listened to the Chris Vosh show. I listened to the Chris Vosh show. It's all his fault. No. Yeah, I'll just live with guilt for the rest of my days in the retirement <laughs> home. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you very much. Uh, give us your .com, Rochelle, for coming on the show. Again, that's www.rachaeltarfmanperez.com. Sorry, it's so long. It's a long name. There you but go. But hopefully one to remember. There you go. Uh, so thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great and day. There you go. And thanks, Monis, for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, youtube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, linkedin.com, Fortress Chris Foss. See the big LinkedIn group over there, 130,000 people, the big LinkedIn newsletter that just keeps killing it, and TikTok <laughs> as well. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time. And that should have us.